0: Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This
1: is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal! These guys are good, scary good, and this crowd is going bananas.
0: As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey.
1: Hello and welcome to Line Change, the new NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Eboff and joining me in just a moment is my friend and professional NHL better. You know him in the industry as So Money Sports and it is a very special day in So Money Land as the Vancouver Canucks have cleaned house. Out is GM Jim Benning. Out is former Islander and former Canucks head coach Travis Green. And in comes the affable Bruce Boudreaux. So So Money will kick off this episode. I got to ask you, what does this mean for your Canucks going forward? And perhaps more importantly, what does it mean for betters who are going to look to play the Canucks? Does this make them uh, play on team? Does it make you want to sit back and watch and see how it shakes out? How are you approaching uh, these next couple of weeks, the first few weeks in the Bruce Boudreau reign in Vancouver?
0: So in in general, I I do think that it's a positive move for the Canucks. Now, the the underlying issues for this team is is their weak defense, and that is more personnel related more than anything. And that's not going to get fixed in the short term. That's going to be de- dealt with in the offseason. But what we were seeing on ice is that there's clearly a divide here between, between some players who are still playing and others who had, from what I saw on the ice, who had completely checked out. Now, you bring in a new coach, and the way I see it is that, at the very least, it can't get any worse. It does become a positive in terms of the betting market. the, the Canucks' overall perception in the market um, has been um, has been pretty low. Um, they did um, have a couple of wins last week, but those were against um, the Habs and the and and Ottawa, which I mean, of course, are are bottom-dwelling teams. But they also had games where against the Bruins, where they did play well enough to win. They just couldn't get over the hump. But then you also mix those in with the two games that they had against the Pens over. The last couple of weeks, where where it was a complete nightmare. So I do think that in general, the Canucks um, going forward should be a play on team. And from a fan perspective, it's not going to get any worse. So I I think that it's a that it's a good move overall.
1: The Canucks don't play on Tuesday night, but there are ten games, and we will go through all ten of them, starting with our favorite underdog of the night. And for that, I would turn it over to you, so you can uh, explain who we're on on Tuesday night.
0: So for our dog of the day, um, it is it is a small dog, but we're going to Chicago for this one, um, and that's the New York Rangers and the and the Blackhawks. Uh, these teams played on Saturday, and even though the Rangers won that game, I did score it as a tight Hawks win. I've been trashing uh, Georgiev all all season, but I mean let's give credit where it's due. He was he was very good in that game. Um, based on where the Hawks closed on Saturday, um, then we upgrade their goaltending from Lankan into Fleury and then and flipping the venue. It gives me an edge on the Blackhawks at the current plus 105. So um, I will be on the on, on the Blackhawks against the Rangers.
1: Georgiev, minus 6.1 goals below expected in eight games played. Obviously a huge downgrade from Igor Shesterkin, who's been one of the best goalies in the NHL this season. So I'm with you. I'm on the Hawks for Tuesday night. That's an 8.30 p.m. puck drop at the United Center. All right, let's look at the rest of the board. We'll start with the Nashville Predators, their slight road favorites, taking on the Detroit Red Wings, who are even money. The over-under is 5.5 here. It's a 7 p.m. puck drop. The Red Wings, it looks like they're starting to go through a little COVID outbreak. Tyler Bertuzzi's been out for a little bit. Mark Stahl was put into protocol, I believe, this morning. Uh Something to monitor. I do think that The Red Wings are maybe catching a little bit too much love from the market. They're playing pretty well. There's no denying that, but just on a pure talent level against a team that uh, is a very good defensive team, like the Predators, or I should say not very good, but top third of the league, they do have trouble scoring, but the Red Wings are uh, not that great defensively. They rank 19th in expected goals against and 18th in goals allowed at five on five. So I'm looking towards the Predators here. I'm going to wait to see the, the clarity on the Red Wings COVID situation. Do you see anything for this one?
0: Yeah, I think that, um, um, keeping an eye on the COVID situation would be first and foremost. Uh, secondly, uh, the goaltending matchup. I'm assuming that uh, Soros is going to go for the Preds uh, for the Red Wings. It is possible that we see grace. Um, if that's the case, then, um, then I won't have a play. Um, if we see Nadelkovic and the COVID situation is, um, is okay for the Red Wings, then I would be looking at the under in this game.
1: And then we'll move on to Tampa Bay. They're minus 170. Big road favorites against Montreal, who are plus 145. The over-under here is 5.5, another 7 p.m. Puck drop at the Bell Center. Tyler Toffoli will be out for this one. The Lightning, obviously, they're, they're going through some injury issues as well with Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov. Those aren't new issues, but there's nothing for me in this one. The price is a little too high on Tampa Bay to get involved. I don't like to lay that kind of juice. And it's a team that is, they're running high right now, but they're not doing it through sheer domination uh, which would really make me a little uncomfortable this is a great defensive team Tampa Bay the Cavs have not been good across any metric really but their offense especially has been terrible 28th in uh, expected goals for and goals for at five on five so I don't trust them at this short of a number if it maybe flies maybe I'll get on the halves but for me it's nothing right now uh, what about you?
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm, I don't have anything right now. I'm assuming a Vasilevsky, Jake Allen matchup. If if either of those guys don't go, then I would be looking at the over. Um, but I don't expect that to be the case. So at this point, um, I don't have anything happening there.
1: Yeah, it, it could be a surprise start for Brian Elliott just because he looked good the other night. And I think John Cooper will try to uh, rest Vasileski as much as he can in any situation and any excuse he has to rest him. But if Brian Elliott starts for Tampa Bay, which is, like you said, probably unlikely, I would definitely be much more inclined to back the Habs. Another Canadian team is the Ottawa Senators. They're coming in off of two wins. Uh, they were our underdog pick last week. Uh, they did beat the Carolina Hurricanes in a very lucky win, but that's what you need when you're betting an underdog at North of two to one. Ottawa's plus 105 plus 110 depending on where you're shopping i guess the new york islanders who are coming in around minus 130 minus 135 despite continuing their 11 game losing streak they're killing me it's plain and simple they are just absolutely killing me every coin flip in every hockey game seems to be going against them but the islanders have been abysmal offensively they rank 30th in goal scoring at five on five they're 18th in expected goals so there should be some positive regression on offense for this team they're game plays in terms of total goals scored in a game uh, under five 4.85 so this is a bang under team to start the season mostly because they can't score and they have good goaltending uh the senators are on a back-to-back here i would say and i'm sorry to say it but it's islanders are nothing to me at this price i'm hoping maybe it goes down a little bit as people realize and maybe if the senators win on uh monday night or if people realize that the islanders are uh in the middle of this 11 game losing streak but for right now I'm only looking at New York and I would still need just a slightly better number what about you
0: Yeah we're on the same page there I mean the Islanders have lost 3 games uh since they've been back they've they've all been one goal games so I mean there's there's a ton of bad luck there so I mean it's not a team that I'm particularly low on because of those three losses that being said they they are playing they're playing the Ottawa Senators which does give teams um the opportunity to get a lot of things right so I think that um, it would be the Islanders or nothing. Probably up to, up to minus 130 is where I would, I would have the Isles in this game.
1: And we'll move on to Columbus. They're the biggest dogs on the slate. They're plus 225. They're traveling to Toronto, who are minus 280. The over-under set at 6 right now. It's a 7 p.m. puck drop in the 6. And the Leafs are going through a little bit of an injury thing, too. Mitch Marner uh, has missed a couple games. Rasmus Sandin, who's been really good for them on the back end, has also been injured. Depending on where these injuries uh, situation goes, I would be a little bit tempted by uh, Columbus as long as Elvis Merzlikens is starting. If he's not, I'm just going to pass entirely. But it's the type of situation where I would like to bet Columbus, knowing that if if Marner's in and Sandine's in, I will immediately hate the bet. But I know if they are both scratched, the numbers probably will come down a little bit. So it's, a, it's an interesting conundrum, but it's Blue Jackets or nothing for me here. Uh, what about you?
0: Yeah, we've got to keep the um those the status of the Leafs players in mind. Uh where I see Toronto right now is that uh, the Leafs have been slowly transitioning into an over team um now that they're starting to convert on the chances that that they have been generating. Um I think Merzlikins should get the start um and he has been trending downwards for me the last few games um and that's just due to the Jackets all all season they've been giving up a ton defensively and now Merzlikins is not bailing them out as much. So we're seeing a lot of high event games for, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. This game, depending on the player statuses for the Leafs, um, it would be an overlook for me here.
1: Yeah, Columbus, with their reputation under Tortorella as a very stingy defensive team this year, 31st in five on five goals allowed, 28th in expected goals allowed. And like you said, uh, Lickens has started to struggle a little bit, uh, which has coincided, wouldn't you know, with them starting to hit, come back down to earth from their, their hot start. Another team goes off to a hot start, the Anaheim Ducks. They're minus 125 road favorites at the Buffalo Sabres. The over-under is set at six. This is a funny game to think about. If this game took place six weeks ago, let's say, I really wonder where this line would be. Uh, I would say the Sabres would probably be, it would be flipped maybe. The Sabres would be minus 125 with the Ducks coming in as a small road dog. But with the way Anaheim has played this season, you can't argue with the number, even with Ryan gets left out and a tough schedule spot for the Ducks on a back-to-back. I would like this number to come down a little bit on Anaheim just because I don't trust the Sabers goaltending and Anaheim's offense has been relative to who we thought they were going to be. It's been pretty good even though the Getzlaff injury does scare me. So right now it's a pass but if this number on Anaheim comes towards like a pick uh, I would be pretty interested.
0: For this game um, I do have a little rule right now in Sabers games that uh, no matter who is in net for them and regardless of who they are playing I want to collect as much over six as humanly possible. And the Ducks um, have become a over team for me um, and that and that is due to them getting production now from the, from the back end. Of course, the trade-off with that is that they're also giving up a ton lately as well. Um, Gibson started tonight, so um, so we should see Stolarz in net. And whether it's Dell or, Sub- or Subban or whoever else the Sabres want to start in goal, um, this is going to be an overlook for me.
1: When you come into a season with Craig Anderson, Aaron Dell as your... Yeah. Tandem. I mean, you're, you're not really hiding it. Or Dustin Tokarski too. And Uka, I think they called up Uka Pekka looking in. They did today, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. who knows who will be starting and goal for the Sabres. You just know that that goalie likely won't be very good. Uh, <laughs> we'll move on. The Carolina Hurricanes and the Winnipeg Jets in a pick This game is taking place in Winnipeg. 8 p.m. puck drop with over under at five and a half. Uh, the Canes will be shorthanded too. COVID situation for them. They've been without Tony D'Angelo for a little bit. Andrei Shnetzikov has been day-to-day. Brett Pesci's been in protocol. Obviously, this number wouldn't be where it is if Carolina was fully healthy. I think they're a team to bet against uh, for the next little bit because Freddie Anderson has just been so good for this team, and that's kind of been papering over some defensive issues. They're 23rd in expected goals against at five-on-five, but in terms of actual goals allowed, they're second in the league. So that just shows you what the goaltending has done for Carolina. And Winnipeg's a good offensive team. They got a, a lot of scoring depth. So I think that this one does play out. I would say the Jets, minus 110 is a decent number. So I, I'll look to Winnipeg here at home, coming off a big win against the Maple Leafs. What about you?
0: I, I don't get an edge on the side here. Um, I do agree with your thoughts on um, Carolina defensively. With, with the Jets, um, since Paul Maurice has kind of changed up the lines there, they are – Trending very well offensively for me right now. Um, I do like the over. Again, I would keep the Carolina uh, player statuses in mind there before making a move there, but I do look at the over there.
1: The Florida Panthers, minus 130, taking on the St. Louis Blues in St. Louis. The over-under is at six. This is an 8 p.m. puck drop. These two teams met uh, over the weekend. This is the second half of their home-and-home. Florida won that game in a shootout that Billy Huso basically stole a point for St. Louis in that one. He's been an interesting story this year. He was terrible as as Jordan Biddington's backup last year. Uh, He's got a plus 4.09 goal saved above expected in six games played this year. Just goes to show you, goaltending, how can you ever try to project that position? Because I would have said he would have been one of the safest picks in the league to be a a below average goalie. He's been proven me otherwise. He'll likely get the start against Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, The Blues, they are going through it right now. Justin Fox in COVID protocol. David Perron's been out for quite a bit. Uh, Robert Thomas, who's been one of the best players in the league under the radar, he's going to be out. Tyler Bozak and then goaltender Jordan Binnington also likely to be out. They might actually have to play shorthanded too because of their salary cap issue, like, like legitimately shorthanded uh, down a forward because they can't call anybody up. I like Florida at this number. I would play it till minus 140. The Panthers have just been so good going forward. And this blue line for the Blues has just been decimated. Florida's first in expected goals for their first in shot uh shot attempts for and their fourth in goal scoring so with bobrovsky being in good form i feel comfortable laying the juice here so i would go panthers minus 140 or better on the road what about you
0: yeah i'm on panthers or nothing here as well they just uh they completely dominated that game on saturday and now uh with the possibility of adding barkov um if bobrovsky gets gets the start which i think he should um that does get me on the panthers as well I I completely agree with all your thoughts, sir. the The Blues, um, they're they are running into a buzzsaw saw here as an undermanned team, even even with the venue switch from Saturday, um, and. To your point on Vili uh, Huso, it just, it just goes to show that um, goaltenders are just weird. It's just weird analyzing goalies. Uh, we've seen Vili Huso um, and Jason Reimer completely turn it around going into this year. On the other side of that coin, we've seen someone like Philip Grubauer completely tank the other way. So, And Bobrovsky is another example, too, of just year over year how things switch for, for goaltenders.
1: Yeah, it's wild, man. I'm, Bobrovsky has been quite the story a Vezina candidate so far who would have saw that one coming all right let's go to Alberta for a showdown between the Minnesota Wilds who are minus 105 there. short road dogs in Edmonton who are minus 115 the over under is six 9 p.m. puck drop, Connor McDavid will not be suspended for boarding Adrian Kempe the other night. I think if he wasn't Connor McDavid, he might have been getting a call from the league, but you know, we'll we'll leave it at that. I do think that the Oilers are an interesting bet here at home. It's a short price for a team that is I think a little bit of a buy low, sell high spot because minnesota's been so good they're they're averaging 4.17 goals on 2.4 expected goals over their last 10 games per 60 so this team should come back down to earth offensively uh edmonton has been struggling to get pucks in the back of the net i don't foresee that to be an issue long term so i'll take edmonton i think minus 120 or better i think this will be the first time this season i'll be on the oilers what about you
0: so my problem with this game is that the wild will find out what I think about it, and then they'll just go the opposite <laughs> way. They'll just do the opposite of whatever I think they'll do. Um, yeah, I, I've got I've got nothing here. Uh, the, the wild are still without Spurgeon, um, and with the with the possibility of Skinner starting, um, I think that that is a fair number. So um, if if Koskinen does get the start, and depending on if the odds drift. I would look at the Wild, but for now, I think that um, that this line is fair.
1: The Minnesota Wild, the scariest team in the NHL for yeah. betters like you and me. All right, let's wrap it up with the last game of the slate. That's the Calgary Flames. They're minus 145, taking on the San Jose Sharks, who are plus 120. Five and a half over under. 10.30 p.m. puck drop. I think it's Sharks are nothing here for me. You said it on the last episode. You're starting to see that the Flames are becoming a little overvalued. They've earned that, right? They've been really good. Daryl Sutter hasn't playing great hockey at both ends of the ice. Their underlying metrics have been strong from start to finish. The Sharks aren't the type of offense that is going to punish anybody. Uh, they are traveling back to San Jose after spending a lot of time on the East Coast. But this number, I think, is good enough on San Jose. I'll wait to see where it goes, but it's either Sharks or nothing for me.
0: Yeah, so um I do I need confirmation on the Sharks goaltending here. Uh Jason Reimer um has not been feeling well. They they are gonna try to give him a start tomorrow. So we'll see how that plays out. If we do get um Reimer against Mark Strum, um I will be looking at the under. The Sharks um they have developed into a into an under team here under uh, Bob Bugner. So um that's something I'll be looking at. And the Flames um they did go through a stretch there um where they had a few high event games, but they've settled back. Um, defensively now um, and then if 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 rhymer is starting depending on the price um, I will be looking at the uh, Calgary San Jose under tomorrow night
1: lovely all right let's go to the last section of our program what we like to call top shelf bets our favorite bet on the board for Tuesday December 7th
0: top shelf where mama hides
1: the cookies I'll let you start what's your favorite bet for Tuesday night my
0: favorite bet um, is going to be the Ducks and the Sabres over. I touched on the reasons for that, um, and that's that's where I'm going to be going. Um, I, I like the over in that game.
1: Fading Buffalo Sabres goalies. I don't think that one is going to get old, uh, at least for the rest of this season. I'll take the Florida Panthers. They are open around minus 130. I think that number might tick up a little bit, but I like that minus 140, even minus 145 or better. Like we were saying, this is an undermanned St. Louis Blues team running into one of the best, if not the best teams in the NHL, getting Sasha Barkov back. And it should be a goaltending mismatch too in Florida's favor. So I don't mind laying the juice with Florida on Tuesday night. And with that, we wrap up our third episode of Line Change. And we really appreciate everybody listening and all those who have rated and reviewed the show. We've heard a lot of good feedback and we'd like to continue to hear more. So for So Money Sports, I'm Michael Leboff and we'll see you on Thursday.